You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello, my name is Tom Hall, Head of Customer Treasury Services, and welcome to an AIB Market Talk special on this International Women's Day. I'm delighted to be joined today by Madison Hampson, Interest Rate Trader in Treasury, and Clear Nerny, Technology Lead for Personal Branch Channels and Document Capabilities. Madison and Cleaner, you're both very welcome to today's session. Thanks, uh, Tom. Thanks, Tom. So at a, at a board level, an exco level, we've seen that AIB has made great progress in its uh, gender diversity. And we celebrated that in January with the, uh, the final member of the exco arriving uh, as a chief people officer, Geraldine Casey. But beneath this, beneath the exco and board level, particularly in the STEM career families where you two both work, I'm really interested to find out how we're doing there. So perhaps turn to you first, Madison. Tell us a little bit about, you know, this historically male-dominated environment and your journey to date and the environment you're working in. Sure. Thanks, Tom. Um, So I studied mathematics, politics and international relations in UCD. Graduated in 2016 and started pretty much straight away as a graduate in Treasury. I think my experience straight off the bat was it was male-dominated at the time. January 2018, I joined the interest rate trading desk as a rates trader and there's so just for, just for the listeners, Madison, what is a rates trader? What are you doing on a daily basis? Um, so on a daily basis, we are providing access to the market for all of our customers, internal, external, who would like to hedge their interest rate risk, whether, whether that be through a fixed rate loan, a swap, cap, floor, or any other interest rate derivative product. All right, so te- a technical subject, definitely. Yeah, definitely technical. Um, there's definitely been an improvement in Treasury. I can see that since I started. We were the first intake of graduates since 2010 in Treasury. At the time, it was two, two males, two females. We've definitely, definitely improved since then. But I will say again, I am the only female trader. I haven't always been the only female trader. There has been traders in the past who are female. But it's usually one, maybe two at any given point in time. Wow. Okay, so it sounds like the environment's improving, but uh, some way to travel. Yeah. So can, can it, just returning to you now, you're in the IT family, similar experience to, to medicine. How, how does your working day look in the environment? What challenges do you face there? Yeah, so I'm a little bit older than Madison, so I've been in the IT family a little bit longer. Um, So I graduated from college in 2002. I did a very technical degree, computer applications in DCU, which at the time was just pure. It was C++ development, pure techie, operating systems, networks, the works. I was one of about, I think there was about 20 girls out of about 185 people in total. So again, even my college degree I was definitely in a minority so you're already it's just 10% of the at at the at the end of the course does 10% on intake how many people stick stuck with it you'd definitely be less to be around the five six percent and people would have dropped off now they've changed the course right now the course is actually split into three after second year so it's not you don't have to stay as techie but in some ways I kind of feel that's nearly allowing girls to kind of go well actually nearly you don't stay in the techie route you go the business analyst or the qualitative analyst route and so it's nearly doing that I nearly feel it's a step backwards as opposed to a step forwards they've done it to try to keep girls to finish out the degree but they are still choosing traditionally the more IT roles of that females go into like your business analyst and QA analyst roles. Wow. Okay, that's that's so, it. I mean, it's really interesting. The, the course has been reca- to ke- keep people involved. Yeah. But very much almost streaming that the end state career for females yeah. is yeah. You know, so these like, two and, and not this one. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, so if you go into technology right now in AIB, and in most companies throughout Ireland and the UK and Europe would be no different either. If you go to the QA departments or the business analyst departments, you will traditionally have a decent enough split. In some cases, you'll actually have more females than males. But then when you go to the hardcore development departments, you will definitely have more males than females. So yeah, it has kind of structured and led to that still existing. Um, so like in my team and work right now, on my senior management team, I'm the only female. Um, which, you know, can be challenging at times and equally can be a bit of crack because, you know, you can wind them up sometimes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so pretend to be, to be insulted upside. about things. <laughs> yeah. So we've heard about your careers uh, and your journeys. Is there any skill set required in the roles you're in right now that is a barrier to ladies taking them up? Um, from my perspective, there wouldn't be. Um, it can be quite a, a male-dominated environment, so sometimes females can be a bit quieter when in an environment like that, so perhaps finding a louder voice. But from an actual skills of academia or anything like that, they're thinking, absolutely not. And Madison? Yeah, absolutely. Same, really, that you would often have to maybe be a little bit more confident and outspoken amongst um, maybe a more male-dominated industry, but there's no specific skill that says you have to have a male skill because there aren't any male skills or female skills. They're just people skills. Very good, very good. So why have we got, you know, why have we got here? We've got this low take-up, kind of a very early stage, obviously, you know, 10% in, in your... Madison, what was the experience of yours? When did you notice that the stream you were going down was no longer, you know, at GCSE, leaving cert, into cert beginning to look a little bit different at a diversity level yeah so actually it's i'll talk about math- mathematics yeah. specifically because i guess that's probably more applicable there was definitely a low uptake from day one amongst this is, females this is that degree level or degree level before uh, degree level in fact yeah if you're, if you're talking about before it going into leaving cert there would be a lot less females in the the higher maths leaving cert classes the science classes physics biology chemistry engineering there does tend to be a lot more women going into the other type roles perhaps accounting as one of the sort of finance type functions but less so in economics and the like so once you get to university there there is already from the start quite a low uptake of females by the time you actually graduate that number has dwindled much further again and and as you said it's somewhere around maybe five percent if not lower actually graduated uh, my class as female yeah, so just even with that point, if you actually look at the leave insert results for the last couple of years in Ireland, actually more females have gotten H1 in mathematics honours. So there's more females actually doing it at that level. There's more females actually achieving higher grades at that level. But it's not, again, it's not continuing on into university. They're still not choosing those subjects in university to do. So there still has to be some that's, disconnect. That, that's, re- that's really interesting. So we, we're beginning to see a pipeline of ladies, girls, wanting to go down the, the mass or more comfortable yeah, in taking these things so. up but again they're, they're, they're opting at the point of with degree is a, beginning to specialise to do something else so so it's where, so where does that come from when we, where do we have to go back to to find a meaningful intervention point to to change that and what would that intervention point look like maybe or what would we do yeah, I think, as you said, it's, there's definitely been a great improvement in terms of uptaking these subjects and the results coming out of them, but they're still not translating into university, into degree level and then on into the workforce. But I do think the intervention comes earlier again than just leaving sir. I think we're looking at sort of the early teenage years, even junior sir and, and onwards, where we really need to think about that's the point in time when decisions are being made as to what I guess a person might rule themselves out of or what they feel they are ruled out of around that around that age group. 
I'd, I'd even think it's earlier than that. So um, in technology, we've done a lot of work with schools and we'd actually go so far as back to primary schools and we do certain games and we go out to schools and do certain things with them that make technology fun and kind of show them that being an app developer, like you use the app on your phone, why do you think that's not a career? Why, why yeah. do you not want to go into that? Do you not want to make something that's fun that you like doing or playing the computer games and stuff like that? Because by the time someone is a teenager, it's kind of been proven they already have the stereotype of... I think females should be, even if you look at the total opposite of what we do, primary school teaching in Ireland, it's nearly all females. Why is it females? So they have the opposite gender problem than we would have. So, but kids learn that at a really, really young age. So studies have been done and they kind of reckon it's around five or six. You need to be making those interventions to prove that. There's a fantastic video on, on YouTube where the children are asked to draw pictures of fighter pilots, firemen, doctors, and this is five and six year old. They're all drawing them. And then they're all said, OK, sit down in your seats and uh, in walk firefighters, fighter plane, jet fighters, etc. And they all take off their helmets, etc. And they're all female. And they're literally, you can see the scales forming from these children's eyes. So, that, you know, and I know there's a piece of work going on in Ireland now. If they can't see it, they can't be it. And it's come back to that sort of message. Um, we have to put these role models in front and, and break this down. How could we, how could society do something about that? Is it is it as simple as you as female talent in these, you know, STEM career families going in school? But that's not scalable. What Any thoughts about how we might do that? No, yeah, I think you need to promote at a different level. So like where you have people out and speaking in, public in the media so people kind of see that it's just normal where there's ads on telly advertising careers in these areas it's gender split so you have females and males in them so people actually see the visualization is what actually makes people realize as opposed to being told or listening to things it definitely is like you say the impact it would have of people going into a classroom and taking off their helmets and stuff and being female that made a real impact on the kids so it definitely is a visualization piece I I think so it's it's that media piece yeah I think I think I know there's limitations as to the scalability of, say, females in the industry going into schools, but it doesn't mean necessarily that that, that's something we shouldn't be doing anyway. And I think that you can almost think of it as a cascade where the level we're at versus the level of people in university and schools that we're all reinforcing on the way down that it's okay because... As you said, the five, six age, I have a six-year-old and she's definitely come home from school before and has been upset because she was told, you can't wear that green beanie, You're that's a boy's colour, which is ridiculous. Oh, crazy. I think I can see where you would be able to, from a tech point of view, go into primary schools and talk about uh, you know, the apps on your phone and how that what that means for you in, in terms of your career. It is a little bit more difficult in terms of, say, the treasury role. The, the markets because at that point they're still really trying to grasp you know the fundamentals of mathematics or the economy and so it's about identifying the right point in time but I, I do think the earlier the better prior to those decision points the, the ones that slowly rule you out and funnel you down so prior to choosing your junior set subjects prior to leaving set subjects prior to university and so that we hope by the time you get to university there's not 10% of the people on the course there's there's more. By the time you get to the jobs, there's more people applying all the way through like that, I think. Okay. Yeah. Like even in my own family, like I'm one of four girls in my family, so there's no boys. But 
we were all good at maths and science at school. Like I did chemistry, physics and honours maths for my leave insert and accountancy. I basically, I did one language because you had to. <laughs> Otherwise, I definitely wouldn't have chosen any. Um, I would have chosen another science subject. Um, but like of my three sisters, like two of us did computer applications and work in that side and two are auditors. So we still kind of picked the mathsy ones. So maybe when you don't even have a gender influence in your home, that's different. Maybe it means you just go with what you want to go with. Even yeah. that. Actually, I went to, an all-girls school in England um, before I moved over to Ireland so this was I moved over in transition year um, and I was in an all-girls school as I said I actually found that being in a, an almost all-female environment allowed the students the flexibility to, to do subjects because ultimately they offered physics maths chemistry biology engineering and people took them up because your your female classmates, your peers were doing the same subjects as you. I found that when I moved to Ireland, a lot of the female students would be doing an array of things, but also home economics and art would have been quite common. And I think students do tend to group together. So you tend to do the subject that your friends do. And as you said, when you have that lack of like overwhelming influence to do a specific thing or another, you really just do what you want to do. Yeah, that's fascinating, isn't it? So really, uh, there, there isn't a panacea for this. We're not going to solve this in no. a day. But it's clear that throughout the career from five all the way through to 18, there's a, interventions that need to happen on a regular basis where female role models are promoted or be seen to be in these roles uh, in front of these children through social media is where they're consuming all their uh, information that's increasingly going to grow and and then some sort of uh, particularly maybe in the treasury one where you say it's a it's a later ask and it maybe needs more direct intervention because you can't tell a six-year-old an open eye you can talk about an app to a six-year-old they'll get that but perhaps in treasury you have to take a more interventionist process because you're 10 or 12 years old and have begun to narrow it down. So we, we need to actually get on the pitch and reopen eyes that are beginning to become a little bit narrowed in terms of their focus. I think from an education piece, it is just that, education. I think providing the options, making it clear what options are available to you and trying to reduce any limitations to what you can choose to do in life. So just giving them chances. I think that's exactly it and with that i'd like to thank madison and cleaner for joining us this week it's been really insightful hopefully we'll take some things away as an organization and we'll do something in to intervene to help could be better outcomes uh, but to our listeners thank you for listening and you can subscribe to airb market talk on the podcast apps for ios or android Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.